10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello everybody and welcome to The Twilight Show with me, Leanne. I was hoping to play my jingle for you, but it appears that the technology is not playing ball with me today. So hopefully at some point it will work. If not, you've just got me for the next 90 minutes. So welcome to The Twilight Show. It's lovely to have you listening. If you're listening live, welcome to the show. If you are listening to a recording, hope you will enjoy the recording or wherever you are listening to it. So tonight we are going to be talking about self-care, QTS, getting QTS after 18 years and some useless teacher phrases, trying to give credit where it is due to us as teachers and also what type of teacher are you? So when I say what type of teacher are you, we're going to be talking about are you a start early teacher, finish early, or are you one of the start later teachers, finish later? So how are you all? How has your week been? How's it going? It is nearly Friday. Guys, we get to the Thursday night show and I think, yep, we have nearly made it. It is nearly Friday. So well done for getting to Friday. Very good job. As I would say to the reception children, give yourselves a pat on the back. Um, it's been a rather hectic week, but I, as a teacher now, I'm trying to, although in amongst the madness, I'm trying to see the positives and give myself a little bit more credit as a teacher, because I think we all know that we have the most hectic jobs, the craziest jobs on the planet, um, and it can be rather exhausting. So I just thought I'd start off with something that really I found interesting. And I am a newbie to Twitter, so this was quite exciting for me at first, but also quite interesting. Um, I'm not sure if you follow me on Twitter. If you do, that's amazing. If you don't, don't worry about it. Just the beginning of my t- of my Twitter career. So I asked on Twitter for people to give some useless teacher phrases. And I also asked on Twitter, how do you give credit to yourself as a teacher? Um, And it was really interesting, actually, the level of responses. And this could be to do with the fact that I don't particularly know how Twitter works. That is very possible. Um, It could also be to do with the fact that maybe that is how people see our careers and our industry. And it's really a shame because there was an ocean of phrases, um, which I'll come to in a moment. However, the post about how do you give yourself credit was not responded to that well. And I just thought, how interesting is that? And what would you make of that as a teacher? And I know for myself that I am way too reflective and way too hard on myself as a teacher. Um, And I wonder if that's where it comes from. Um, And going back to the question about some useless phrases, can you give me useless phrases that you've heard as a teacher? And like I said, I was inundated with responses of useless phrases that we hear as teachers. And I think one of them, Um, and I wonder if you agree if you're listening in the studio, was how do you think it went? That age-old question that we all get asked after an observation lesson. Observations to begin with, the most stressful part of our jobs. I think a part of our job that I really wonder, do people in other industries get observed? Like, does somebody sit behind their desk and kind of watch them type or watch them uh, market a house? Like, I wonder what's the uh, what's the translation of observations in teaching into other careers? So you've had the most stressful morning, afternoon, afternoon observation, even worse. 
because you're sitting there the whole day thinking, oh, it's observation. So morning observation, all right, afternoon observation, even worse, so stressful. And then you get to the end of it and you're like, energy is gone. You're just like so done. And someone sits down and they say to you, how do you think it went? And I just think that is definitely one of our, our most useless teacher phrases. I wonder if there's a better way to put it. Have you had an observation where that question has been asked differently? And I think like that makes us the most reflective, almost too reflective. Like I think when I first started, yeah, we've got Miss T saying, who's one of my one of my very, very amazing guests. Yes, why do they ask that? They, this is, I mean, this is just like such the perfect response. Why do they ask that? They observed us. So what difference does our opinion make? That is so true. It's like, you observed my lesson. Why are you asking me this question? And surely there's more important questions to ask. And I'm guilty of that. When I was a mentor, that was the first question I said, how do you think the lesson went? There must be a better way to phrase it. There must be a better question that you could ask. I'd love to know if anyone's had a better question than that. So yeah, this, although a bit of a moany show, but this is also going to be your self-care companion show. Sorry guys, loving a bit of alliteration this week. Your Thursday night teacher therapy. This is the staff room you have always wanted, minus the tea and coffee, sorry. I can't send you tea and coffee through the Podbean app, but hopefully you have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or even better, a glass of wine. It is Thursday and we are teachers in the profession of the most useless phrases. So that was really interesting, the difference between people giving me useless phrases and people telling me how they give themselves credit. And I think um, Miss T and I are going to have a bit of a chat about that as well, because um, a lot came up in one of the Facebook groups that we are on together on the wellbeing group. So a lot of people coming up with just finding it difficult to give themselves credit. And it's really interesting because when I was a trainee, I don't even know if they do it anymore. But and I think to myself, I should do it now. I had a reflection diary. Um, we had to do it I don't know why but actually it was probably a very good idea and I still have it and I look through it now and I think I wrote down such little things but I was just like so proud of myself for accomplishing these small things like I, I was on placement in a school one of my very very first placements and I sat with one of these girls who was I don't even know what lesson it was English maybe and maybe just because I was sitting with her one-to-one, but I wrote down that the teacher said to me that she had done such amazing work and she'd never really done anything like that before. I think, gosh, that was one child. And I was so reflective and so giving credit to myself for the small things, the little things. And I think, why don't I do that anymore? It's very, I don't know. I wonder, I wonder what changed. Now I think one child making um, progress or one child taking a step forward is just not a big enough achievement maybe for me as a teacher. Um, So that's that, yeah. So um, a few shows in now and I thought maybe another a bit of alliteration. I'm going to give you Leanne's list. So uh, Leanne's list, just a few of my thoughts from the week, just a few of the things I have pondered about as the week has gone on. Most of them to do with teaching, but I dropped in a few humorous thoughts which came into my head um, of uh, things I've thought in my 36 years on this planet. So the first thing I saw, which I thought was really interesting, and especially for me because I have um, done my fair share of work in a few faith schools, and it's not something that's talked about so much, but it is something that 
I do think about sometimes, and that is teacher attire. And it was a really interesting post about um, wearing jeans and how wearing jeans is not going to change the way you teach. And that maybe we should just allow teachers to wear jeans or allow teachers to wear clothing, I don't know, they are comfortable with. And I did think about that. I thought, like, I'd possibly love to wear jeans, but I thought, and especially when, when I was in year six, maybe not so much in reception and in year one, but I really thought about it in year six, um, thinking that I should really dress smartly for these year sixes. Hello, Tom. Good evening. Um, and I thought, like, I'm setting an example for these year sixes, these older children that are now going to be moving on to high school and are going to have to possibly, most definitely, or possibly wear a blazer, wear a tie, wear a shirt. And I, just, I think that as teachers, we sometimes should be that example, not just in teaching and not just in the many things that we do with the children, but also in how we dress and how we put ourselves across. So I thought that was an interesting one. Um, and I also like to dress just quite smartly and also quite modestly. And sometimes in summer when it was boiling, uh, you know, we go when we go back in September and it's boiling, and like I had a few summer dresses and I was putting them on for school, I thought, actually you know, nothing wrong with them, all covered up, but like, it was like a bit too much shoulder showing, and I was like thinking, you know, is this appropriate for school, and I do toss back and forth with, forward with, um, with that, that dilemma in the morning, at six o'clock in the morning. Um, another tweet that I saw which really interested me as a teacher, and it was from the Museums Association, um, and the question that they posted was, do we ever embrace our vulnerabilities and I think as teachers, I know for sure I definitely have a lot of vulnerabilities, but the day is so quick and it goes by so fast. You go from lesson to lesson. I think I ever sit and think, do I embrace my vulnerabilities? What are my vulnerabilities as a teacher? Um, how could I embrace them? What could I do to improve on them? So I thought that was a really interesting one because we're very reflective, like I said at the beginning as teachers and I'm sure we have a lot of vulnerabilities, but I also know that we are very good actors and actresses in the classroom. In fact, one of my colleagues said to me the other day when I recorded a video for my class, she said, oh, you've got such a good actress voice. I was like, well, at least I have a career to fall back on if the whole teaching thing doesn't work. Um, but I think we act so well in the classroom in front of the children that possibly we hide our vulnerabilities as teachers and maybe we should embrace them and uh, turn them into strengths. So the next thing on my list, and this was a really a sticky, like a sticking point for me, um, and I'm in reception now, so I like we like to do a lot of theme work, and everything is like themed to a book for the week, or I think something like that. So in the past two weeks, there has been a plethora. I can't even think of a better word of theme days, theme days all over the place. We've had anti-bullying week, which was actually anti-bullying two days, because after that we had road safety week. Again, road safety two days. And then there was fireworks, there was Remembrance Day. And I think I really love starting the book off, the week off in reception with a book, because I think it's just like, it's a lovely hook. You can have lovely discussions with the children. I think comprehension from day dot in reception is so important. So... I really looked hard and I tweeted about it and I looked on Amazon and I just I really wanted to find like a fictional book that had those themes running through it and I just found it really hard and I just think I don't like doing a theme just for the sake of it or like you know road safety just because we kind of had to and I think it's good to give everything purpose in the classroom so 
that was another thing on my list is that where can I find some fiction books um, based around, I guess, based around a non-fiction topic? So maybe that's a gap in the market, guys. What do you think? Um, and just to end my list with a little bit of humour, it is Thursday night. We're all a little bit tired. So I just thought I'd end it with this little bit of a uh, little bit of humour. Uh, and many, many moons ago, I always thought I wanted to be, in fact, when I was in primary school, I wanted to be a teacher. And it's really funny because I thought, gosh, it'd be so fun writing on the board. That was literally the only thing that I wanted to do as a teacher was write on the board. And little did I know how hard writing on the interactive whiteboard is when you've already got not such great handwriting. So I thought that was that was quite a funny, uh, funny little comment from my past. And the next one is absolutely nothing to do with teaching. Well, a little bit, but as a child, I always thought that people flying back to Heathrow, Gatwick, whatever, anybody on the plane flying back into the UK, everybody was flying back home. So guys, I'm not sure how I became a teacher when I had thoughts like that as a child, but here we are. (laughs) Teacher I am, and I've learned from my own misconceptions. So... The last thing is, I don't know if this is all of you, if I'm talking to people that kind of are hearing me out here, but my last comment is, why is it as teachers we leave everything to the summer? I think like, my car, I've got to fix my car, or I have to sort something with my car. Oh, I'll do it in the summer. Um, I need to go see my GP. Oh, I'll do it in the summer. Like, I've just made a massive purchase in my life, and I think, gosh, I need a holiday to kind of sort it out. So, uh, yeah, that is it for my list for this week. If you have anything amazing, anything in the educational world that you'd like me to put onto Leanne's list for next week, let me know, and I would love to hear from you. So, Later on in the show, I'm going to be going through in a bit more detail all of those useless phrases that were sent to me. So we're going to keep that for a little bit later on in the show. Hopefully you'll stay on. If you have any of your own useless phrases, please put them in the chat, put them in the comment section or even call in and let us know. Is there anything today that you heard that you thought, gosh, that's actually not that helpful to me as a teacher? Or on the flip side, like, let's think self-care. Was there anything that you thought, that's an amazing suggestion and I really can't wait to implement it in my classroom? Let's let's look at the flip side. So we are going to be talking self-care this evening with Zai. And I know Zai from the, we have a lovely group on Facebook uh, where we have lots of different educators, lots of people in education, people that have also left education. And she set it up as a wellbeing group. So she is going to be talking self-care and then we're going to be moving on to Myra who's going to follow on with the self-care theme talking about are you an early start early finish teacher or are you a late start late finish teacher so let us know what kind of teacher you are and um, to end our show I'm going to be going on to one of my very old colleagues not old in age (laughs) old colleague is in the worked with her a while ago Um, And she's just had the most amazing story. So I can't wait to get on to her. Hopefully we will all be able to get into the studio. So um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to play you uh, the news, but I will have a go. And then hopefully we can get um, Zai to call into the studio and we can get on to our topic of self-care. So lovely. Here we are. I do love it when some of the technology works. That is great. So let's see if we can get a bit of news on. Not doing so well with the news, so I'm going to get Zai into the studio and we will try a news uh, ad break a little bit later on. So for my self-care, 
Zai has got into the studio. Are you there, Zai? I am here. Can you hear me okay? I can. Fab. No, I had to chuckle at the whole themed week thing that you were just talking about, just because it is self-care week this week. So... (laughs) I, I did have to talk to myself about yeah. it. I haven't been told I have to do self-care week work, but I, I, be honest, <laughs> I don't know how I'd fit it in. I've done like two theme weeks in one week already. So that's been kind of the theme in reception. So, yeah. Theme so. days, not theme weeks. <laughs> hey, we're doing friendship week at the moment. And I can okay, tell you yeah. now, I've done one thing okay. and that's it because I can't fit it in. No, so it, it, it is funny. Because I feel like in reception, it's a bit easier to kind of juggle themes around. And then I sit in the staff room and we've got like the year six teacher. And she's like, I just can't do any more of these theme days. I, I need to teach the curriculum. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would have been me last year, but it's not this yes. year. How nice. <laughs> yeah. I think so, self-care yes. week, so, so important just mm-hmm. for everyone, really. So I'm going to ask you, Leanne, what yeah. self-care have you done today? Oh, my goodness. I left early. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> to come and prepare for my ship. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I don't know what else, like, not to blow our own trumpet, but actually, the, like, the show, doing the radio show is definitely a little bit of, uh, like, self-care for me, because like I said at the beginning, this is, like, the staff room that you've always wanted. Mm. It, it's, like, it's topics that you want to listen to, and it's teachers that you want to engage with. So that is definitely part of my self-care. And I thought, I don't know... We do a lot of, like I say, like theme days and things. And I think, do we ever actually know the definition of like these theme days and all these topics that are put out? Yeah, totally. So if I asked you now, what does self-care mean to you? What would you say? That's a very good question. And actually, I asked my friend Alexa before I went live. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit ahead of the game there, as I. Um, <laughs> I just thought I would see what she had to say. But I like personally, for me, I think it's just uh, you I think you have to treat yourself sometimes. Like I don't mean that in like a monetary way. And it's interesting yeah. actually because I was talking to a parent about putting a behaviour chart into place for one of her one of the kids in my class. And I said, you know, I don't always make the reward something tangible because I think yeah. the child the child I was mentioning is a very, very clever child. And I think a lot of kids kind of get the gist of oh, I get like a, ta- a tangible reward. And I said, mm. sometimes it's better that when we value ourselves and when we're treating ourselves in self-care that it's like I don't know leave work early or sit on the couch and watch a bit of like rubbish tv or like real housewives not that is rubbish tv um (laughs) but sometimes and I'm like quite a homebody so sometimes I just want to come home and just like sit at home on my own yeah and like to me that is self-care and that is possible like the reason that actually I haven't had flatmates for quite a few years because like I'm a teacher and my self-care is I'm going to come home and just don't talk to me for a little bit, please. <laughs> yeah, totally. so. It is. I mean, as teachers, our minds are so preoccupied. with so many different things, aren't they? We don't switch off ever. Mm. And no. it's there's just always this constant sort of chatter in our heads about what we have to prep for lessons for the next day or, you know, what do I need to do for this child to make sure they're making progress or that they feel safe and happy in school? So there's always something. So I totally get it because actually I can come home and just not want to talk to people yeah. and you know, just take that time just to sort of reflect and just to sort of find balance, I guess, again. So, yeah, 
it's just uh i think thing with self-care i mean like if we go down to the definition of it it's the practice mm-hmm. of taking action to preserve our own health mm-hmm. and take an active role in sort of protecting our well-being and our happiness and I think as teachers like everything that I see is a kind of like you know the school are doing nothing towards my self-care and towards my well-being and you know it would be great if schools could reduce our workload but it's mm-hmm. never going to happen you know let's <laughs> yeah. about it mm-hmm. so and when you look at the definition it's about looking after yourself mm-hmm. and it's looking after yourself through restorative actions really and you know I kind of feel I was really rubbish with my self-care before like you say self-care for you is the show self-care for me in a way is the Facebook group just because it gives me a chance to think about something else Mm -hmm. and actually I have to practice what I preach so you know I go on a lot about self-care in the group as you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have to do it I have Mm -hmm. to do it myself you know and I kind of feel now I mean I've been through the whole sort of having burnout as a teacher and you know just getting to the point where I physically couldn't cope and that's when I realized that actually self-care shouldn't be kept for when my battery is completely depleted it's something that needs to be ongoing and it's something that we need to prioritize and it was interesting you said about your car in the summer holidays you know Mm -hmm. we keep everything to our holidays don't we yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. it's just sort of like well, I don't have time to do this. And you know, and that's what bugs me a little bit, in all fairness. Because when you think in a calendar year, so in a year, there are 8,760 hours. So I think that's about right. And if we spent a minute on self-care every single day, that would only add up to six hours mm-hmm. over the year. And it's kind of like six hours over the year looking after yourself, you know, it's just that mentality you've got to sort of make yourself important because six hours across the year one minute of self-care every day is not much no like you know but that's what we do because everything in like as teachers and as educators it always feels everything else is more important Mm. and that's where we need to just sort of take a step back and just be like actually we're important too And one of the things I found now is I make self-care part of my classroom routine. Mm -hmm. So because we've got to model it to children. Otherwise, we're telling children that everything else is important, but not them. And that's not a great thing to do. So I make self-care part of like our classroom routine. So we stop sort of every hour or so. We do a bit of breathing. We talk a lot. I think I mentioned the sort of last time I was on your show that we do a lot of talking in my classroom about how we're feeling and that all comes under self-care because we need to sort of acknowledge our emotions we need to acknowledge how we're feeling and we need to get things out and you know we need to be teaching our children that but to teach our children that we need to be modeling it ourselves so yeah I always make sure that we take a minute because they need to decompress we need mm-hmm. to decompress. Yeah. Unfortunately yeah. for me, I'm never there on a Friday to take Martin <laughs> Golden time. But if oh, I no. was, I'd be playing with them. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, just taking quiet time because we need to show them that actually it's good for us to take a moment just to sit and do nothing. I, I really love that. And it's interesting, but it's interesting because I was talking at a conference the other day and I was saying how it's been really important to me in reception to kind of build a bit of resilience in the children 
and I've had a lot that have come in and started with I can't do it and I've just added like one word onto the end say no no we don't say I can't do it we say I can't do it yet yeah and someone some, but see this this is my question to you is that somebody in the chat said now in in the conference said now are you doing that as a whole school theme because if I implement it in reception and then they leave into year they leave into year one and they don't have the teacher kind of pushing that as much, it's, is it is it so valuable? Because like they you know there's a lot of research that says that by seven the mindset is set. So yeah. I, I'm not going to have that mindset set in place when they're only four when they leave. You know. So I say to you, is that a whole school theme that you have in your school? I'm trying to get it to be a whole <laughs> It is. It's, I mean, I've had this conversation with my head teacher recently because I was supposed to have started doing well-being lessons every week yeah. for reception from January, it would have been reception, and for year twos from sort of the start of September. I've done two, Leanne. I've done yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> and you know it's a kind of right we have to now decide whether our priority is having mm -hmm. you know well-rounded children yeah. and you know, like it's always you know everything's coming down to oh we need to catch these children up and yeah. my argument mm -hmm. with that is that's fine we do need to catch these children up but we've also got to realize that you know they've been through things we have no idea about during lockdowns you know we mm -hmm. don't know how the pandemics affected them but we, you know, we have got that sort of ability to help them get through things. And if you've got unhappy children, they're never going to learn. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was talking to a reception teacher in school um, just yesterday because I went down just to kind of have a look for when I do start my wellbeing lessons in reception, hopefully in January, that, <sighs> you know, I just kind of said that, you know, we've got to, like, it would be good to have a sort of emotions check-in for reception. And then throughout mm -hmm. the day, they can move their names to however they're feeling. And that's a very mm -hmm. quick way yeah. of seeing yeah. how they are. And I always say to children, when they come to me and go, my tummy hurts, the first question I'll ask is, are you worried about something? Mm -hmm. Because they can't differentiate between anxiety and actual sickness. Mm -hmm. And then that's, you know, and that's a really important question to ask. And then sometimes they'll be like, oh, yes, I am because of, you know, this is happening after school and I'm a bit worried mm. about it. And then mm. sometimes it's like, no, actually, my tummy just really hurts. And then, you know, <laughs> I do think. So my thing at school at the moment is that actually all the children need time to decompress and mm -hmm. that rather than bombarding them with like extra work every time they finish something you know I work in an infant school there's only so much that a five-year-old can retain sort yeah. of thing. And, yeah. you know from reception like at some point they'll have switched off because they'll have done so much and it's all about that overload and my mm -hmm. argument is that if we as adults can't cope with, you know, going from one thing to another to another in quick succession, how are children going to? And it's and almost about, like, I've heard this before about trying to, is it, what's the phrase, to see the trees beyond the clouds? Is that it? Like, like you say, you know, we have so much going on in our heads throughout <sighs> the day. And actually, so do the children, because, you know, we go from maths to break to English to lunch to topic to, I don't know, probably guided reading. What, I don't know. Yeah. The, 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 the timetable, like, there's so much it's in packed. a day. And like you say, it's so important that we give the children time 
just to, you know, clear their brains a little bit and think, yes. how am I feeling? And I was talking to my co-teacher about it in, in reception and I, you know, I can see it in reception, how important that, that PSED and that PSHE is. And like you say, if they're not mentally ready to learn, you're not going to get anything. Well, you'll get something, but it's not going to be anything, a purposeful piece of work. Yeah, totally. And it's just, and that's why it's important that, you know, we're thinking about, well, are we promoting self-care in the school? Not just for the teachers, but for the children as well. About, you know, we shouldn't be getting rid of afternoon break because the children need to decompress. And so do the teachers. (laughs) And so do the teachers. The teachers need time uh and the children need time. You know, it's like, and that's the thing. And it's that whole, you know, do we all work through our lunches? And, you know, do we work through break time? Are we actually getting a chance just to stop? I mean, I'm awful for it because I do work through half of my lunch, but that's mm-hmm. because I'm that teacher who gets in early, who wants mm-hmm. to leave early. So yeah. I'll work do you know what? Actually, that is, when I was in year six, I definitely marked for half of my lunch time. But mm. that, in, in a way, is also for my self-care because it is. It I'm marking... Yeah, but yeah. also not so much about like the leaving early, but like if I'm marking an English book and they're meant to do, I don't know, expanded noun phrases and I'm like mm. look at an English book at lunchtime and I think, what is this? I can catch the, the child and change those misconceptions like yes. an hour after the lesson rather than mm. sitting there at five o'clock in the evening being really like stressed out and like annoyed yeah, like carrying that through to the next day so that almost is part of the self-care for me as well I don't know what you think about like that side of it yeah no totally and because it's practical self-care so it's getting the things you need to get done done Mm -hmm. sort of not leaving it and so if you think about self-care you've got practical self-care which is the tasks that you do to fulfill you know key aspects of your life so with teaching practical self-care for you would be like marking for me it's marking it through my lunch break or half of Mm -hmm. my lunch break just Mm -hmm. so then I've got time in my evenings to switch off from school kind of thing and it's so then I'm not sort of teaching the lesson the next day sort of and teaching something that they don't need kind Mm -hmm. of thing if they've gotten like like if they've got misconceptions I guess in your English lesson you need to know that don't you before you teach yeah. the next lesson and yeah. it could go horribly wrong which isn't going to yeah. be good for your mental well-being yeah, so you've got definitely. practical self-care then you've got your physical self-care which is obviously all to do with your physical health and then that's where sort of I bring in that sort of like rainbow breathing we do in my classroom and just taking sort of time to like talk about how we're feeling and stuff like that just like PE you know all those things that we take for granted and just don't give priority to in our curriculum I make sure Mm -hmm. I make time for it you know I may not be the world's best PE teacher but those children need it kind of thing and then you've got emotional self-care then you've got your mental self-care you've got your social self-care which is why marking at lunchtime helps me because then I can go and chat to people after school Mm, yeah and then you have your spiritual self-care and you know you've got all these different forms of self-care and it's just looking at well how much time do I give to each one kind of thing and it's just so I make sure at school I try to have every day I try to put in those six elements of self-care throughout my day and it's just it's taken me years to get here 
-hmm. you know it's not been an easy thing to do but it's I've had to realize that no one else is going to look after me even working Mm -hmm. in a school where you know I really like my colleagues and stuff like that everybody's busy and if everybody's busy they're not going to have time to be you know well is Zainab okay today I need to look after myself and I just need to make myself a bit more of a priority and by making myself a priority I can be the best possible teacher I can be in the classroom I think we've had a sorry go on yeah no go on no we had a comment um just asking for a bit of advice and a total teacher example of what's happening sometimes at, at school so it says um I would tell you the person's name, but I don't think this is his name. BDH4 and a whole lot of other letters. Um, <laughs> you're, you're lucky I didn't sound out the letters. Um, <laughs> says, a reception you... teacher there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> do you have good go-to strategies for managing the feelings when all when it all get when was it when when I think when everything goes wrong? Um, so this person is actually listening from school, and the oh. server has crashed. So say that's it's like that it's a bit of a catch twenty two. His example, I think I'm so his. Sorry if you're a a lady, a woman. Um, it's this catch twenty two of he's saying I have so much to do for tomorrow, but no way of doing it. So I'm stressed, but conscious of the voice in my head telling me actually it's not in my control. Um, and I've not been well. So actually, this is your self care today. You can't work, so you might as well just switch off. Um, however the stress of how much I've got to do keeps taking over so that's a real I feel like that's a real catch-22 um, I don't know how else to describe it when you've got loads to do for the next day but something out of your control is preventing yeah. you from doing it so like you talk a lot about self-care of the children but that's your teacher self-care and how do you overcome a problem like that where it is totally out of your control it's acknowledging it's out of your control I do a I sort of like update it every so often. So I have a piece of paper, I draw a circle in the middle and then I put in my control and I list everything that's in my control. And then outside of the circle, I list everything that's not within my control. And if it's not within my control, I try not to worry about it, which again is really, really hard because Mm -hmm. you are always going to stress, but it's, by acknowledging that actually this isn't in my control the more I stress about it then you know it's going to ruin your day well in this case it's going to ruin your evening so it's about setting boundaries as well and just saying that actually I can't do anything about this this is going into my own personal time I'm just going to take a step back from work and I'm going to by the sounds of it they're not well so they need to rest and they need to recover Mm. and they need to put themselves first and you know I mean the thing with self-care is self-care is going to be different for everybody so what works for you today isn't going to work for me and you know and what works for us today might not work tomorrow so it's about listening to what your body needs at the moment and if rest is what you need because you're not well you need to do it you know, and I know it's really, really hard. Again, I've been in the situation where I've just been like, oh my God, my to-do list is getting longer and longer and longer. (laughs) But, you know, it's, you're not going to be any good to anybody being poorly, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just make a list, get everything down that you need to do and then put it aside for tomorrow. That's so important. I'm really bad for that, writing it down on a list. I think I'll keep it all in my head. 
Um, I don't know why, because that is not the way, that really is the worst way to be as a teacher. I think I, think I keep it all in my head. And then as I do it, I can just forget it and like let it blow into the wind as a thought. But that is not the way to do it. You are, you're totally right. You need, you need to have a list, I think. Um, and, and- I mean, yeah, making list, best way. So I make a list of what I can accomplish now. Mm-hmm. So as in today, yes. and then what I can do tomorrow. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I tick off what I can do today. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's just really little things like, oh, I need to upload a lesson onto Google Drive. So, you yeah. know, that's a, like two minute thing. Let me do that. But if it's mm-hmm. a bigger thing, like I've got to plan this well-being staff meeting for two weeks time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, that's a bigger thing. That's going to take more time. So yeah. I will yeah. look at that at a later date because I need time to do it and I need time to read through the well-being charter and, you know, oh gather my yeah. thoughts. And it's just – so it's just things like that. It's just making a list and seeing actually what is in my control on this list that I can do and what isn't. And if you can't, you know, do it now, you can't do it now. Don't worry about it. And I know, again, that's really easy for me to say, but it's just taking away your peace for now. Yeah. You have to get it out of your head, I think, as well. That's where, like, the list thing comes in. And like you say, some jobs you you can leave and some you can't. And actually, I feel feel like I always quote my dad. He's very philosophical, but he's always said to me, (laughs) don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. I also think it comes down to, and um, with, like, the, the person that put the comment in the chat, I do think it sometimes comes down to those three letters, SLT, and who are your SLT in school? Because I'm not sure the jobs that this person is doing, but if you have understanding SLT and SLT that care about your well-being, um, that that kind of problem becomes less of a problem, a smaller problem. You know what? Workplace culture is one of the biggest challenges to Mm self-care. Yeah, absolutely. You know, completely. Like you've got things like your time. We all suffer from that sort of. I think. Well, I do anyway. That superhero mindset that I'm like, oh no, I can do everything. I don't need Mm -hmm. any help, kind of thing. And then obviously that caregiver mindset. So that's one of the other sort of challenges to self care Mm -hmm. is that you're kind of like, oh, you know, I need to look after everybody else. I need to look after my children. I need to look after my family. So we don't ever think we're important, but workplace culture, oh my God, you know, if you're working somewhere where self-care is not important and well-being is not important, then it's going to be so hard for you to implement your self-care because mm-hmm. you'll always be like, well, you know, people will be wondering why I'm leaving school early tonight or they'll think yeah. that I'm not working hard enough. And that's none of that's true. You know, we're all working so, so hard at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, I'm like, I'm finding this autumn term the hardest I'm autumn so term. so tight, honestly. In my what career. Is- one of the TAs saw me in the staff room. She was like, you look like you've just woken up. And I was like, I wish I'd just woken up. I wish I was still in bed. I, um, no, yeah, I went into school on Tuesday. And bearing in mind, I'm Indian. So, you yeah. know, it's uh, like they just, someone went to me, God, you look really pasty this morning. Are you not feeling mm. well? And I was just like, no, I'm not. I'm tired. And I can see oh, it on my no. face. <laughs> oh, 
I was kind of like, and they were like, why are you here? And I was like, because I've got an assembly for Friendship Week. Oh, no. <laughs> like, so I, I was thinking that, like, I had my, my booster the other day. I was like, oh, I feel really rough, but parents' evening's coming up. I already had mm. time off when I had COVID, and I need to get to know the children, so I have to come yes. to school. <laughs> yes, and like, totally. That is just anti-self-care, isn't it? That's, it is. that's the other end and of the stick. That whole, you know, I mean, we all go to school, unless we're sort of pretty much dying from something. We're yeah. in school. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter. And I think, and again, that's where workplace culture comes in. Because if it's you're going into school and you're looking really sick and you know you are sick and no one's saying to you actually you need to go home yeah and mm-hmm. like you're always going to be there regardless of how you're feeling and I think mm-hmm. the other thing with school as well is that like with some schools not all of them because some of them are unbelievably supportive and I want to work there but there's yeah. this culture of you know you need to leave your problems at the door. Yes. and and that everything's okay and that goes against your self-care as well because actually part of your self-care is talking about your problems yeah. and asking for help and if you're expected to leave your problems at the door that's never going to happen hmm. and it's just you know so that's why it took me a very long time again to be like actually this is out of my control and then that's where the circle helped me because once I'd written down what I could control then it was easier for me to see that things weren't my fault. And I think mm-hmm. that's that was my other issue. I was always blaming myself. Oh, for, yeah. Oh, this yeah. isn't good enough. You know, it's yeah. my fault. Yeah. And it's like, and then it was just the sort of like, actually, I can't control how the children will, you know, mm-hmm. learn in my classroom in the sense of what they'll retain. I can do my best teaching the lesson and, you know, trying to explain so they get it. But if they forget the next day, that's out of my control. I'm going to have to look you know mm-hmm. let me look at what else I can do to help you but I don't always now go oh this is completely yeah. my anymore so it's interesting because yeah. Harry kind of said similar to what you said at the beginning he said um I found yoga and meditation worked to switch off he said it takes a bit of work but it's well worth it in the end and that's it's like we work so hard on our jobs and then we don't work hard on our own self-care no, so my, my, my kind of like question to you just to like wrap it up is what does self-care mean to you at school and out of school? So just I think self-care for me is just making sure that I am always putting into place those little actions. And it's not saying that I should be first in everything. It just means that I'm a priority too. And, you know, at school, I'm a priority as well as my colleagues, as well as the children. So self-care for me is saying no when I have to Mm -hmm. and just accepting that I am doing the best that I can. So not blaming myself for everything. And, you know, and out of school is just making sure I take the time to switch off from work so I do a lot of meditation and I do a lot of mindfulness and it's just making sure that I'm present and I'm not always thinking about what do I need to do tomorrow at work so you know and we've got the self-care challenge I mean by all Mm. means tweet that if that will help yeah Um, they're all just sort of very realistic things that you can do every day that you know we're doing in our group so yeah yeah well, it's been fabulous, and I, I wish there was uh, one of you in every school, you know, promoting <laughs> self-care. I wouldn't call it self-care lead. I'd call it self-care PR 
So uh, we we definitely <laughs> all like, you're important as well. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah. a big banner in school. I just, I just have to say that when I asked my friend Alexa uh, for the definition of self care, <laughs> the the last kind of comment was that self care is shown to have existed since humans appeared on Earth. So I just wonder, you know, what has changed that it's uh, in our profession at least such a, an afterthought. So just like it's an, because an everybody else is meant to be more important than us. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's just making sure that you're also a priority. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great point to end on. Yeah, making sure that you are a priority. So, thank you so much, Sai, for coming on. It's been that's amazing. Okay. And we all we all need a bit of a reminder of self care as teachers every now and again. So uh, it's definitely definitely needed. So thank you very much. And uh, self care week, the next theme week. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> very excited. There's more theme weeks coming. <laughs> I have to say, we're doing Oi Frog next week, and I'm very excited to do a book. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a bit of my self-care that we're doing a book kids <laughs> so uh thank you very much it's been amazing having you on it's lovely chatting to you too yeah, all right thank you bye. bye so i just thought i would kind of like sum up what she said and one of her ending comments was just don't blame ourselves so much and it's interesting because that uh, we had a poll on the well-being facebook group about um after you've been observed uh, teaching a lesson, it's gone okay. And then you get asked the age old question, how do you think the lesson went? Um, and we said, do you find it easy to talk about the lesson positively or do you find it hard? Um, majority of the comments were that found it hard. I played down the lesson. I look for the negatives before I look for the positives. And I was always scared that I would say positives that the observer would be saying or thinking, oh no, that wasn't a good thing. So that was my kind of reason, reasoning for going with the negative first. Um, the next most popular comment was that I, we're harsh I'm a harsh critic of myself, harsh critic of myself. And it's such a shame because the least votes went to just talking about all the positives. So it really is about not blaming ourselves. I think that's a really important point that Zai made. Um, and also that really interesting comment of leave your issues at the door or don't bring your issues into into work or into the classroom. And it's really it's a really interesting thing that a lot of phrases, I think, from like the past few years have changed now. Um, and that's definitely one of them, because you, you don't want to just leave your issues at the door and then they're waiting for you at the end of the day. That's possibly how I would see it. Um, find the balance workplace culture again like she said so important I think a lot of workplace culture is thought of in terms of business and industry but there are definitely a mixture of cultures in schools um and take action for yourself like 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 she says and like the definition says that self-care is the process of taking care of oneself so like I said no one is going to action it for you some people might help you to do it but I don't think anyone is going to action it for us so um that's a really important point to end on um just gonna go to our next guest but before that i'm just going to give you a bit of an ad break i would normally say you get a break from my voice but you will have my the, my lovely uh, dulcet tones for the whole show so one of the sponsors of this show is oxford university press if you need support with your phonics teaching oxford university press now has three dfe validated programs to help you 
Redry Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use, and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. To find out more about the programmes and receive support from your Oxford University Press expert, local educational consultant, you can visit www.oxfordprimary.com phonics. I love a bit of phonics. I spent two years in year one and now I'm in reception, so phonics is definitely one of my favourite subjects slash topics in the curriculum um, and a really important one. So my next guest is an old colleague of mine who has agreed to come on and who actually does teaching all over the place in our old school. So um, Myra is hopefully going to come on in a minute when I unmute her. Oh, hello. Are you oh, there? Hello. Hi. I have been unmuted. Oh, oh you're, you're one of the Zoom people that unmutes themselves. I <laughs> am, indeed. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, welcome to your first Teachers Talk radio show. I'm so excited to talk to you online. This is uh, this is my first time. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, I love welcome. it. Welcome. I was just going to give Thank a little you. bio to yourself, but maybe you could give us a little background. Oh, no, go too. on, go on. Oh, yeah. you, can, you can blow my trumpet (laughs) (laughs) so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna give the the bio as to why i brought you onto the show today Mm -hmm. so we're talking self-care and i know from working with you that we're quite polar opposites in the way we (laughs) plan our day out so i'm early start try to have early finish and i think am i right in saying you're a bit the opposite you you are exactly right (laughs) i'm start late finish late (laughs) because it really it matches my day because i if i start late then i finish literally i get kicked out by um by the caretaker and then i can go straight to my gym where i can carry on with my (laughs) self-care that we was just mentioned absolutely and i can go on, you know, feed the body, um, yeah. since my, mind and soul is, is fed throughout other times of the day, hopefully. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that we can de-stress in the evening and then go home, relax, you know, and carry on with the, with the night. So one of yeah. the listeners said she's definitely the opposite. So Seema said, do, when you mean opposite, do you mean opposite to me or opposite to Myra? Um, it's really interesting because I asked on Twitter this morning, are you a leave early? Are you a get in early, leave early? Or are you a get in late, leave late? And actually, what do you think was the most voted for? Mm, I, do you know, I think most people prefer to, to start early and finish early just because yeah. they get the, they have the idea of, oh, I've got the rest of the day to do whatever I want. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so 67% uh, in early, leave early, and 33% uh, in late, leave late. Um, it's really interesting because I was talking to a colleague of mine this morning, and we we part of the early crew, um, wait, waiting for the security guard to open up. And I, don't, I, I, and I think her as well possibly said the same thing. And I, I almost, I need the quiet in the morning to sort my head out about the day ahead. So how do you, how do you do that? if like you're coming in a bit later, I guess it's a bit busier, like the hubbub of the day's begun. So that's the opposite for you. It's completely the opposite because there have been days that I've been coming in early and I just don't feel like I, it takes me about if I, because if I wake up early, it takes me about 20 minutes just to, to get my head around what I need to do. Whereas if I've had my, uh, my sleep and I've woken up, 
at the time that I would have, you know, liked to wake up, which is quite mm-hmm. late, then mm-hmm. I just feel like my body just works at a faster pace. Uh, yeah, which doesn't happen if I've woken up an, an hour before that. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's really funny how my body clock just does not do early days at all. And then do you have a set time that you personally think that you have to, like I have a time in my head that I think I must be in school by this time. And if I'm running late, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm late. It's like, I'm not late. I'm Leanne late, but I'm not school late. Do you have a time in your head where you feel like I have to be in school by this time? Yeah, well, roughly, it depends on the day, but roughly I have to be in school by five past eight. That's mm-hmm. my five past, ten past is the latest I I, I want to be in because especially now with all the catch-up because we start catch-up club at half past yeah. eight. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, I always, because because I know I'm a, I'm a late person, I, I want to have everything ready the day before so that I can sleep tight, you know. I know that mm. I've got set up all my math resources are ready so I don't need to worry about setting anything up other than potentially the afternoon which can easily be set up uh later on Mm -hmm. so yeah that's why I'm I'm not that fussed about getting in that that early I feel like like I like I said before it's about having like mindset in place and it takes a while to get that mindset so I mean if you don't mind me going a bit further back You've been a teacher. How long have you been teaching for? Oh, okay. Uh, hold on. About 12 years. Because, I mean, uh, eight years in the UK and mm-hmm. another four in Greece. Yeah. Yeah. About 12. Yeah. So my question is, have you oh. always had that kind of mindset? I've lost you. Oh. Hello? Can you can you hear me? I don't know. So we were just talking, I think. Hi, I'm back. You can hear me. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I lost you there for a second. Yeah, I'm oh, here. Okay. I'm here. So I, I missed the question. Oh, don't you <laughs> no, love <okay>. it? <laughs> uh, the question is, have you always been that kind of mindset of teaching like in late leave late or did it did it change when you got to the UK or? Oh, God. Yeah. When, when I first came here, because the, the, the two education systems are polar opposites. So right. in Greece, you get textbooks you get uh, no differentiation. So it's it's an essential, essentially it's a quite easy way to teach, but it's not really because half of your kids are, don't know what's happening while the other kids are trying to do the work. Mm. But anyway, coming here, I, I started working as a TA and that was a big shock, <laughs> um, massive, because the, the idea of, you know, planning three ways to me was just, mind-blowing so initially when I first started teaching and I had um my own class it was funny because I was a start at early finish late person yeah. which is <laughs> which is the category that a lot of teachers unfortunately are yeah in mm-hmm. right now because you just there are not enough hours in the day to do all the the planning the assessment all the marking you name it it had to be done and being a rookie as I was mm-hmm. not being a, um, not knowing what the, how the system works it took me a long time but yeah gradually as I became a bit more confident and more experienced I became a late late person <laughs> Melanie yeah. just said she's in in late leave early <laughs> <laughs> do you know what that is the best way to do it that living, is living your life. <laughs> that is proper self-care <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely it's all those PE teachers Melanie doing that 
So it seems I left a few things off the pole. So in early, leave late and uh, in late, leave early. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because essentially it is a four-way pole. It doesn't uh, yeah, <laughs> necessarily. Yeah, I don't think Twitter let you do a four-way pole. Oh, no. <laughs> Not shame. Not the top self-care questionnaires. <laughs> um, <laughs> Next time, do it on Instagram because they do let you do a, four, a four-way absolutely. pole. Absolutely. I will. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I, I know that with your in late, leave leave late, that there's a reason for that which you touched on. And what is your self-care? So how do you uh, do self-care? Oh, my, my I feel like you do it self-care. really well. I, do you know what? I try. I think yeah. it's really, really important to give ourselves time to to breathe and time to actually let our bodies de-stress and get our minds decompress from all the because mm. it's it's very hard working in a school and talking to children and adults all the time it's a lot for mm. our brains and mm. our bodies I mean, we, I mean we don't really sit down do we we've got okay. a chair there i think it's decorative <laughs> decorative for the yeah. most part of it yes. so yeah so i try on a daily basis to go to the gym either do a bit of yoga or a bit of a body pump body Mm. combat whatever whatever is available just something to get me sweating and get my muscles working and then my favorite part of the day is the spa it's getting (laughs) in that steam room and just getting all the toxins out or getting some bubbles that's that is the best I know it's uh it's not something that everybody can can uh, you know, can have, but yeah. if you, you know, if you can get into a gym with a spa, do it. <laughs> yeah, do it. absolutely. Do you I, still go to your, your gym, Miss Lags? No, I don't. I, uh, that, that was a, a bad financial decision, probably. Uh, but, uh, like you say, I mean, I, I'm a bit of a gym snob, not for it, not, not ashamed <laughs> to say it. Um, but you I do like, like your yoga, I know that. Yes, I do like a bit of yoga and but I, I do love a good swim. And actually, mm-hmm. that was the one place where, I don't know if this is for you as well, where mm. I, my mind was clear, like empty. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Really empty. And actually, so empty that great lesson ideas used to pop into my head in the swimming pool. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So you, you, I think, I guess hopefully everybody has that one place or space where their mind is yeah. empty. You, you, Absolutely. You know, want, wonder what everybody's place is where their mind is empty um so do you know saying that i that used to be to the school that Mm, i work at yeah and my that time what i was actually thinking was the 20 minute walk that i had from my home to school through the park Mm -hmm. it was just the most amazing time that you could you know just clear your head Mm -hmm. think about the day things that you have to do or don't have to do but just basically just having some alone time which we take Mm -hmm. for granted yeah and we don't always because there's always something that we do constantly so that that 20 minute walk of just by myself it was it was fantastic and I do miss it actually I do miss that one Mm. yeah no definitely um so I guess uh thinking you're, I think I do think you're very good at self-care and uh, switching off at the end of the day. Um, and I guess, yeah, go on, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say that another thing that I try to do, and yeah. um, I mean, since COVID, we have not been able to do it, but slowly I'm getting back into my nice routine of mm. um, doing school night 
concerts or theaters. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh-huh. starting to do that more frequently now because you need something to break the routine and you need something mm. like mini projects or something to look forward to. Something mm-hmm. that, yes, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's you it. need to, to have something that you will you will really look forward to doing to to watching something mm-hmm. something that will you know will get you excited. Sounds a bit childish, but it Absolutely. actually we need to yeah. yeah we need to to remember go back to basics and say what actually makes us happy. Yeah, yeah. I also I think little, it, go on, so go, go on. on. Go, go. Sorry, oh, no, go. I was, I was saying, I wasn't mm. saying. I was at the Royal Albert Hall. I saw. <laughs> Did you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Last <laughs> Wednesday, and mm. it was one of the most amazing ballet performances I've, I've, I've ever mm. seen in my life. And that was on a Wednesday. You know, yeah. if mm-hmm. I, if I had in, I had been in that mindset. Oh, you know, it's a school night. Forget it. I'm only doing yeah. weekend nights out. I would have missed one of the most amazing performances in my life. Mm. And what a shame. I mean, I wouldn't have known any better. However, yeah. however, now that I've done it, yeah. I'm grateful I did. I'm yes. grateful I, I had a, a late night. Yeah. But that I, I guess that kind of works quite well with the <laughs> sleeping late, waking up late routine regime of yes. mine. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think we're, we're a bit of our own worst enemies. And if you say, it's a, it's a, it's a school night, I can't go out, you end up coming I know I do you end up coming home just sitting and thinking about school anyway so yeah we we do do that to ourselves don't we yeah you might as well go out I think like you said yeah (laughs) absolutely might as well enjoy it yeah yeah so I think just to kind of bring it to bring a conclusion is like I say Mm -hmm. I think you're very good at self-care and getting you have a reason a purpose for you're starting your day late and finishing your day late and it's to get to the gym and you know, there's purpose to your self-care as well, which I think is probably like the next step after thinking about self-care is what's the point of my self-care? So I guess, what does it allow you to do? The fact that you you do have these self-care things in place? Um, Basically, I just think that you it it gets you to connect with, I mean, exercise, connect with your body. And then it's basically feeding mind, body and soul after Mm. the full day of work. That's how I, I see it. And you have to, to feed a little bit of both. You can't just only do do partial feeding. You need to give everything a little bit of a of a push. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for yes, coming on. It's been so lovely. <laughs> thank you for having me. Interesting to get the other side of the coin. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not yeah. Uh, not always early early Miss Lax. I know. There's the other. There's the other 33%. Yeah, maybe I should join the 33%. Maybe, maybe. Something to it. Well, next time uh, I'll definitely invite you for a mid midweek concert, Miss Lax. Absolutely, and I'll go late the next day. Absolutely, yes. See how we'll see what happens. It'll blow my mind. (laughs) Yeah, it it better be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Westlife, here we come. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely <laughs> oh, thank you so much well, for having for me on. you're welcome <laughs> thanks for coming on See you later. take care bye. bye so that was kind of the end of our self-care segment on the show our self-care companion um I thought I would just round up a few comments just from both of them um starting a little bit with that don't blame yourself kind of culture I think that's really important to think about 
um, having a bit of alone time. That's that's the whole thing of also, like um, as I was saying, championing that afternoon break. And we need a bit of alone time sometimes in the middle of the day in our classrooms. So sometimes you need alone time and sometimes you need a bit of adult time in the staff room. So I think that's really important. Um, something to look forward to in the week. It's definitely a key thing that I think, especially now that we are out of lockdown, um, everything's gone back a little bit to normal. So it's nice to have those things. And I also think sometimes that, oh, it's a school week. I feel like I sound like a bit of a child sometimes when saying, oh, it's a school day, can't stay out late. And it's like, oh, I'm an adult. And, you know, if I'm tired the next day, I can survive one day being a little bit tired if it's feeding my soul, which is something that Myra said, which I think is a really important one. Um, before I go to my next guest, we are going to go to what I promised you, and that was my Twitter question of useless phrases, useless teacher phrases. Do you have any that you have heard over the years? Um, we've got a few that are aimed at children and a few that are definitely ones that you've heard as teachers. So I guess we'll start with one aimed at children, and it's, I'm just going to wait. I think, especially the little children are probably thinking, well, what are you waiting for? So that was definitely one that's a little bit uh, abstract, I think, especially now I'm in reception, especially abstract for reception children. Um, how do you think the lesson went? We definitely have spoken about that today. Um, I'm not sure we need to go into any more depth of how uh, not that useful that question can be. Um, this one I've definitely heard, but his brother was greater depth. I think to my, I always thought to myself when I've heard that, like, if you if you knew my brother and his academics and then you knew me and my academics, you'd understand that I really don't know if there's a link between the brother in year six was greater depth and possibly the reception child is not. I don't think we can compare siblings like that because my brother has the smarts that I don't have, but he doesn't have the creativity that I have. So, yes, we are brother and sister and are linked by blood, but definitely have a different skill set. So. I do not like that one. Um, he's nothing like his brother, similar to that. Um, they behave for me. I think, gosh, where's that teacher solidarity when you hear things like that? He behaves for me. Um, practice makes perfect. This was a really interesting comment, practice makes perfect. Um, and the person that wrote it in the tweet, I'm not sure um, what his name was, but it was a really interesting comment. He said, Practice does not make perfect, practice makes better, and perfect is almost an impossible thing to strive for. Um, we don't want to give children impossible things to strive for, so that was a really interesting comment that he that he made. Um, and, oh, I left the best till last, guys. It's for Ofsted. Or, yeah, it's for Ofsted. Okay. That really gives us purpose. It's for Ofsted. What about, what about, it's for the children? That's what I'd like to hear. It's for the children. That would be a nice one. Um, uh, Miss T said, oh, they were great at depth when they were in my class. Yeah, also makes you feel really great as a teacher, that one. So we love that one. Um, I also had one, uh, oh, mine found the work really hard. Maybe your colleague says, no, mine loved it, did really well. It's like, I know, I'm looking for a bit of like teacher understanding with that comment. Don't always get it. So... Those are those are your useless phrases for this after for this evening, everybody. Um, hopefully, I didn't miss any. So, I'm going to hopefully bring in my uh, my colleague who was very kind to come onto the show when I asked her not that long ago. Um, let me bring her in, and I can give you a little bit of a bio about her. Mrs. Levy, can you hear me? 
I can indeed, Miss Lex. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you for having me this morning. All right. Thanks for coming on. So I thought I've written down your bio in one se- in one sentence, and it says to tell us your teacher journey of eighteen years. Oh well. <laughs> What can I say? It's been a journey. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, I guess where did it begin? I, when I first um, started out, I was a TA uh, in a primary school in reception. And then um, I always wanted to teach. I just didn't have the confidence to go into the classroom. And then after that, I... I went to a school where I was again a TA but after two weeks they asked me to start teaching and at first I was teaching just like once a week and then it became twice a week and eventually it was like 12 lessons a week and after that Mm. like as you say my teaching career took off and yeah I've taught every year group from nursery to year six and it's been a journey. (laughs) (laughs) And do you remember what kind of teacher you were 18 years ago like when you first started out? So I'm a very fun and creative yeah. person and I I would say that, you know, that's not changed. Um, I was very idealistic. I wanted to sort of go out there and change the world sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just sort of jumped headfirst into this post and started just doing it. There wasn't much help around at that time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had to kind of work things out on my own and um you know sometimes when you're thrown in the deep end and you learn to swim you kind of you become the best you can be you know yeah I love that how do you think you've changed like I know you are creative and have always been the most creative teacher that I've seen so I guess that never changed but do you think you've changed in other ways as a teacher over the past like 18 years like developed maybe new skills or yeah. yeah I mean in when I first started teaching my plans were handwritten you know reports were handwritten and and things like that I mean it makes me sound so old (laughs) I I think I was ICT was kind of coming in like right at the beginning like when Mm. I first started teaching so obviously now like there's a lot more like mod it's a lot more modernized than it was Mm -hmm. and you know I I also think that no matter how good a, a teacher is like there's always room to learn more and mm-hmm. I remember once I had um, a, an inspection in school and the inspector said to me, oh, you know, your lesson was a one. And I said to her, well, what can I do to improve it? And she said to me, oh, nothing. It was perfect. And I, I sort of came away thinking, yeah, but there must be something. Like if, mm. you know, and there's all, and that's something I would say about myself. Like I've always looked for ways to improve and make make things better, any little thing that I can take on. So definitely it's a journey that never stops you know you're always looking for ways to make things even better than it is now yeah absolutely what do you think are your your greatest teaching achievements so far well for <laughs> sure it has to be um becoming a qualified teacher mm-hmm. um it it's just been oh so the skills, the skills test <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm not <laughs> even about that. But even before that, I mean, I, I started um, qualifying a, a while back, like about 10, 10 years ago or so. Mm. And I had to leave the school where I was because it just it wasn't working there with someone who was senior than me. 
and and yeah like till I till I got there and and all the different steps that I had to jump through and the hoops and the skills tests and it took me five times to pass that math skills test and it Mm. was just a nightmare one nightmare after another Mm. but you know finally like after like being in the profession for like 20 years Mm. I finally you know got qualified so that I would say is definitely my greatest achievement Mm-hmm. And it's it's little things like, you know, coming into a lesson and the kids are like, yes, you know, because you've come in and you're teaching them and you just think, oh, you know, mm. like, things like that, which just make it worth it, I guess. It's like, like I said at the beginning, like looking for the little things and reflecting on the little things and not always Definitely. the big things. Like, yeah. Yeah. But why sometimes did... in teaching you have to do that, though, don't you? Yeah. You have to look sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clean a little bit of the little stuff because there's so much other stuff there which is just you know yeah what made you decide to teach was it something you always wanted to go into or yeah I've always wanted to teach like even when I was you know little I used to like put my dollies out and pretend like it was school and um (laughs) you know I'd teach them and yeah I did literally when I left college that's what I did I taught you know Mm. straight literally from when I was 18 that's what I've been doing so yeah a life dream as they say yeah to get qualified finally after like so long you know yes yeah did you did you kind of feel like you should have been able given the opportunity to qualify many years ago because I mean it's 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 almost for you at this stage just a, a label because you are yeah. a teacher like you're you're not maybe not qualified in the sense of having like that certificate but you know you're one of the best teachers I've seen and just because you didn't have that QTS stamp next to you, did you did you feel like you could have been you, you deserved it earlier on than you got it? Oh yeah, like personally I yourself. I mean, I've been because I've been teaching for so long, and I have taught in a fair amount of schools, and mm-hmm. I've, you know, you come across so many people, and you see these people who are like senior than you, and you just think like, how are you there? And like, <laughs> you've been teaching for less time than me, and. I, you know in my opinion and other people's opinion you're not actually such a great teacher so like how does that work you know and, mm-hmm. and it's just because they had that piece of paper like just because someone is qualified it doesn't mean they can teach you know so yeah. I guess mm-hmm. yeah it, it did yeah. feel like it was hard it, it's hard to sort of it was hard to take and that was probably one of the reasons that I was like I need to I need to do this you know yeah that's an interesting way to put it where you say, you know, you see qualified teachers walking around or even like qualified teachers who are on SLT and you think like how we, how you're a qualified teacher and I don't have that label yet, even though like I know I know what I'm doing. That's a, yeah. it's a tough one for, I guess, your, your like mental health and what the thoughts going on in your head. Yep. Yeah. It, it wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah. No, I know that. <laughs> so I guess... And we've only covered this, but I think, like, what finally made you pull the plug and decide, right, this is enough now, I need to have that QTS? Uh, well, it's always been something that I, I've wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that irked me the most was, like, um, people who... Um, and also, maybe this is just this is just me personally. I like doing things in order. So, like many times in my career, people would tell me, like, "Oh, you know, like you could be a head of department. Like, why don't you apply mm. for that job? Like, you can do it." And in mm. my head, I was like, "But how can I do it? Like, I'm not a qualified teacher. Like, I need to be qualified." Mm. And so that I mean, I probably could have if I tried, but I was too. I, I wanted that piece of paper. Yeah. So I guess you know, it's just 
it was what I needed to do to get me to the end to like just say well you know what you're you're, you're qualified now that's it you know and then all mm. of a sudden it's like well you're qualified now that, that's it like you've done it like, <laughs> <laughs> well, so, really weird <laughs> is it was it how did you feel when you got the certificate is it like relief I, or jubilation just, it was disbelief like yeah disbelief. it was just like yeah. finally like you know I mm. I'd set myself a target that by the time I was 40 like mm. I had to be qualified and you know I was blessed to have an amazing mentor like mm-hmm. last year and mm-hmm. I said to her you know like I you need to help me like I need to do this and she was really good like she she did pressure me like you've got to get your file of evidence done and you've got it you know and all of this but mm. it was what I needed and when it finally came through I was just I, I couldn't like let myself even be happy I was like now I've got to get through the ECT and like all of this oh, but, you know, no. she was just, like, yeah. enjoy it just enjoy yeah. it you know yeah I've got to say fair dues to your mentor because I would imagine it's quite tricky to be a mentor to a like a QTS teacher who's done it for 20 like 18 years you know yeah yeah well no she was she was actually well she was she happens to be my head teacher but Mm. um she kind of she understood me and where I was coming from and Mm -hmm. she gave me a leadership position as well so she sort of really respected where I'm coming from I'm finding this year more difficult like doing the ECT with um someone who's come in as an assistant head she's a newbie and mm. she doesn't know me and so she's treating me like an NQT like my mm. first targets were like you know behavior management and I don't know, <laughs> differentiation or something like that and I'm yeah. just like really like yeah so like it helps to have uh, someone a mentor who gets you and understands I guess mm. that I, I I have a lot of gratitude to her because I think she really kind of got me to that point she said to me no like you did the work I was like no but you were like the driving force you know yeah yeah I think it like you said before I've said it before on the show that it's about having the right SLT as well definitely definitely Um, and you they have to believe in you because I never believed in myself you know I I just there was like some block there like I just I couldn't do it and Mm -hmm. she was just like you you're gonna do it by the time you're 40 Mm -hmm. you are gonna do it and yeah got there amazing well think uh yeah I, I i like i say i know what you went through to get there and i think it deserves a clap this is the audio that we're hoping will work is my audio gonna oh, oh thank you thank you <laughs> well i that, that's the only audio i have at the moment so uh we're gonna have to stick with that and you've got a very big fan in the chat as well he's given you some claps so uh thank you mr levy um (laughs) so like i know it's been an incredible journey for you and it's so amazing that you got to that qts point um and like you say it's that like disbelief of getting to that point so uh yeah what would you say to anybody who's in like your kind of similar situation like i'm not sure like who we have listening on in on the show it could be someone in a similar similar situation as yourself um just don't give up yeah you know like just you know see what you want and just go for it and like you know I I tried a few times like this is my my third attempt Mm -hmm. at like actually getting there and and it's been hard it's been really really hard and you know I'm married with kids and working full-time it was Mm -hmm. it was hard but if you really want something and and you know what this this really goes for for anything in teaching if you want to go for a management position or whatever it is you know if you really aspire for something you'll get there if you just you have to believe in yourself and you you have to surround yourself with people oh no Oh. oh sorry we lost you for a sec 
I was saying you have to surround yourself. yourself by people mm-hmm. who who are positive and who give off those mm-hmm. positive vibes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No, it's like you say, just don't don't give up. And I think you're a shining example of uh, 18 years down the line and you said you would do it and you did. So, uh, yeah, amazing. It's a tough profession to be in, but you you made it happen. So, yeah, amazing. It's a, such an amazing story. And I just, like I said, I think you're one of the most phenomenal teachers and you always make it fun somehow. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been very privileged to be able to watch you teach and watch all the creativeness. So from one creative teacher to another, it's uh, nice to know there's a lot of creative, some other creative teachers out there with wacky ideas. So uh, <laughs> uh, I've seen some of your requests on videos and they've included live animals. So uh, <laughs> that gives you an idea of uh, the kind of teacher we have uh, been given 18 years down the line. So Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And like I said, hopefully everybody agrees that I think your your story is amazing. Um, oh, thank you for having me it's amazing. and allowing me to share my story. You're welcome. Thanks very much. Bye. <laughs> See you. Bye. <clears throat> so that's that's all I guess for today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Um, thought I'd just round it up a little bit. Like I've talked a bit about self-care and how important that is and just going on to uh, Nemi's story that just don't give up and I think 18 years down the line to become a qualified teacher and I know everything she went through to get there so skills tests, math skills tests, teaching a lot of subjects that she wasn't that comfortable teaching so be creative always have room to learn really important point as teachers so I think it's the flip side of don't be too reflective but I love being given suggestions that I think okay like that's something to learn and it's something to trial in the classroom so it's the flip side of give me a suggestion as opposed to make me reflect on my my lessons and my practice which is almost like a bit can have a negative hint to it Whereas always leaving room to learn, I feel like that's a bit more positive there. So, and I guess to bring it right back around to what I said at the beginning and what Naomi said as well is that it's the little things and really make sure you're looking out for the little things. That is so important. So just going to go back to one of my favourite topics, phonics, and one of the sponsors of our show, uh, which is the Oxford University Press. Uh, If you need support with your phonics teaching, Oxford University Press now has three DfE validated programmes to help you. Read, write, ink phonics, floppies phonics and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. To find out more about the programmes and receive support from your Oxford University Press expert, local educational consultant, you can visit their website, www.oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. So it's been great having you all on the show and I hope you have had a lovely week and I hope you can take away some suggestions of what we've spoken about on the show, things about self-care, things about not, not being so super reflective um, and giving yourself time, a bit of headspace, time to feed the soul, think about your priorities, take time to stop, think about your emotions, and just as much as we would do with the children. So I think it's, that's really important to have a bit of self-care on the agenda. So yeah, I think 
thank you for coming and thank you for listening in and make sure you come back and listen in at eight till and that should be a really fabulous one so we're here all week guys lots of shows throughout the week lots of fabulous teachers on the program um coming to talk hopefully you have enjoyed being in my virtual staff room thank you so much for listening in um make sure you interact with us chat with us on twitter we are always there twitter instagram um let us know what you're thinking about the show um any suggestions we are always open to those so thank you for listening in and i really hope you have a lovely week and a lovely weekend and make sure you give yourself a bit of space and a bit of time for some self-care so until next week make sure you come in in a couple hours not even a couple of hours guys in about half an hour for the late show um i will definitely be listening in and i can't wait to hear you not hear you can't we can't even say see you i can't wait to see your names pop up on my chat next week so thank you for listening and have a lovely week bye bye 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.